Welcome to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Shade Curry, and I believe every divorced woman deserves a romantic relationship where she feels safe, loved, and cherished. You can create the most amazing life after divorce, and I will teach you how. Hello, ladies. Welcome to episode 20. And today I want to talk about having the goal commitment to getting remarried. And this came up for me this week because I was coaching a client and she was having a little bit of a down moment about the possibility of her meeting the one. And she was like, well, I haven't met him yet. So, you know, I don't think it's ever going to happen. And this is one of the tricks that the brain plays on us because it has a negativity bias, right? And it always sees all the negative things is that it makes you think that just because you haven't met the one today, now in this moment, like that you could never meet him. And so what I said to her was, well, the day before I met my husband or the day before anyone you know who is married met their significant other, what do you think was going through their head the day before, the week before, the month before, two months before? What was going on in their head was, well, I haven't met the one yet. The question is, when your brain is telling you, well, I haven't met the one yet, what do you do with that information? What do you do with the fact that you haven't met the one yet? You have the option of saying, well, I haven't met the one yet, so that means I'm never going to meet him, (laughs) right? And when you say that to yourself, your brain goes down this negative spiral And even if you continue dating or you continue swiping or you continue meeting people, you show up with the energy of haven't met him yet, so I'm never going to meet him. And you're not open to all the opportunities that might be around you. But if you take the same information, which is I haven't met him yet, I could meet him at any time or these opportunities are available to me, or the fact that I haven't met him yet doesn't mean I'm never going to meet him, right? If you have a different perspective, you could fire off a different set of thinking processes in your brain that actually makes it more possible for you to meet the one. So I know it sounds really easy for someone like me who Oh, side note, this is my anniversary month. So we have been married two years now in this June, which is super exciting. I am celebrating on Facebook with lots of posts about um, the countdown to our to our wedding. So it's it seems really easy to look back in hindsight at the fact that, oh yeah, well, I hadn't met him and then I met him and then we got married, right? It's that, that part of it is the fun part. That's the easy part. That's the part that it's like, yeah, it's done. But that um, success, uh, meeting my husband, going down the path of our relationship, our relationship milestones, growing together, nurturing our commitment, finally getting married and now growing our marriage, all of that quote unquote success was born out of the commitment that I had prior to meeting him to get married again. So the years and months that I spent doing the work to get to a remarriage was what mattered most because without that goal commitment, without that commitment to the process, the success would never have happened. 
So what I like to tell my clients is that they should think of their journey to getting married again, more like starting a business, right? Starting a six-figure business, not just any business, not just a little side hustle that gives you pocket money, like a real successful business that brings in six figures and supports your family, right? Now that's a big goal. Going from being divorced, rebuilding your life to getting married again, I think not having done both of those, they actually feel very similar. The journeys are very similar. And I think what happens a lot of the times is because dating seems so easy, like we feel entitled to have it just happen. We feel entitled to walk into Walmart and have um, us and the most handsome guy in the world reach for the same jar of peanut butter at the same moment and our hands touch and we look and all of that nonsense that's been programmed into our heads by Hollywood and stories and, you know, just culture, we've been programmed to think of having a successful dating journey where you meet the one that is just right for you and then going down the path of commitment. We've been programmed to think that, oh yeah, it's easy. Like, yeah, you should just be able to get it. We would never think about that when it came to looking for a job. You would never think that you were just going to, I don't know, hang out, hang out, make a couple of calls, and you were just going to get a six-figure job. Like nobody thinks of that journey that way. Nobody thinks about starting a six-figure business from scratch. And when I say six-figure business, I'm talking you're making, you know, a profit at that level. Nobody thinks of that journey that way. A successful remarriage looks like that. Like it really does look like that because you're not in college at where, I don't know, 90% of the um, population is single and everyone's just running around having a good time because they have not much else better to do than to study and to party. And you're meeting tons and tons of people because you don't have a job and you don't have kids and you know, you're not trying to build a business. Dating and getting remarried after divorce is more like a serious journey. Now, it's not a difficult journey, right? It's not an impossible journey, but it is something to think seriously about and plan for and really uh, give a lot of focus to. And I think what uh, holds a lot of women back is that we think we can just jump on an app. Like we're just going to jump on an app and we're just going to swipe and then like we'll meet the one. And then when that doesn't happen, when you meet a lot of weirdos, when you know you get texts that you don't enjoy or you see a lot of toxic people, it feels like, well, why is this happening to me? I hear that a lot. Like, why is this happening? Why do the dating apps suck? Why is it hard? Why do I have to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Because you're looking for something amazing. You're trying to create something incredibly fulfilling and amazing. You're trying to find a person who matches this um, incredible description that you've created, who matches you at an intellectual level. Like that's not just going to be sitting on the side of the road. (laughs) He's not just going to be sitting on the side of the road where you can pick him up. It's it's not a difficult journey, but it's a journey that does require, um, like I I would say focus and um, giving like some gravitas to it and some importance to the path that you need to get there. So I just want to give you a few pointers on how to think about this goal of getting remarried that could really help shore up your commitment to doing it. So the first thing is to own this goal. This is one of the things that I think 
hurts a lot of people right from the very start. They don't want to own the goal of dating and getting married again. So I hear people talk about, well, I'm just going to see what's out there, right? I'm just going to try this app out. I'm just going to date and see what happens, right? And you, you're going into it with this like sort of casual, optional, um, la-di-da attitude, which is fine if it matches the results that you're wanting. So there is nothing wrong with the casual, let's just see what happens attitude. It's 100% legit. <laughs> but if you are thinking about marriage like, hey, this is just something I really want in my life. This is like, um, one of my big goals. This is something I want to hit. This is something that I want to go on purpose to make happen in my life. That's a very different attitude. It's not necessarily a desperate attitude because desperate is like, oh my God, I'm going to die if I don't have a guy in my life. It's not that. It's that you see it as a part of your purpose. You see it as a part of the life you want to create. You see it as a part of the journey that you want to go on, kind of like a quest, not a desperate situation, but a quest, a picture you want to paint for yourself. The first thing you want to do is own that. See that as being something you are entitled to say and declare and own that you want. Many women don't want to own that goal. And it's not their fault. It's because we get shamed for owning big goals. Like, you look around and everywhere um, you see women like sort of like voicing the goal a little bit, but like wanting to hedge their bets. And we have like a lot of caveats around it. Like, yeah, I want to start a business, but just something small so I can have a little extra pocket money. Because if we said, I want to go out and create a million dollar business, we are afraid of all the responses that we would get, all the people that would try to cut it down, the way people would look at us, the way they would talk about us, oh, you're greedy, you're selfish, blah, blah, blah. Same thing with saying, hey, I want to date and I want to get married again and I want to get married again to this kind of guy. And being able to just say that out loud wherever you go. We're concerned about what people are going to say about it, how people might shame us, how people might try to check us because of owning that big goal. That fear and inadequacy and looking at others for that external validation and not being sure we're going to get that external validation causes um, women to like shrink their goals and shrink declaring their goals in a very powerful way. But you need that powerful energy in order to create the commitment you need to achieve the goal. So it's sort of like a catch-22. It's like you shrink the goal, which shrinks the energy with which you approach the goal, which then makes it more likely that you're not going to make the goal, which then fuels the fact that you don't want to say, <laughs> you don't want to express the goal. It's kind of like you're in that cycle of making the goal smaller and achieving at a smaller level versus, hey, this is my goal. I'm going to do it and I'm going to stick with it until it happens. And I'm going to invest in this goal and I'm going to take the straightest path I can find. And if things happen along the way, I'm going to um, handle that. Like that confident, um, confident commitment towards the goal and expressing that powerfully and living that powerfully, it actually expands you and it expands the possibility that you will achieve the goal because now your brain is like, oh, we're doing this. Okay, well, fine. I guess <laughs> let me give you everything you need, the creativity and the motivation and the um, energy that you need to go and achieve this goal. Once you own the goal, the next thing you're going to want to do is create a plan, right? So a plan is not... 
um, necessarily like a surefire thing. And having a surefire, and I'm, I have my fingers up in air quotes, having a surefire plan really gives you a sense of entitlement that, oh yeah, I have these six steps and they're going to work exactly this way. Your plan is more of the um, things you're willing to do that you know of as of today that you're willing to do in service to your goal. So you start out with, okay, if I were to put together the best plan that I knew to achieve this goal, here's what it would be. I'm going to go out and try that and I'm going to come back and evaluate. So your plan is not a surefire plan, but is the best plan that you have in the moment to make your goal happen. So you've committed to getting married again. Sit down, grab a piece of paper and say, okay, here's my plan. Here's how I'm going to do it. Here's what I need to learn. Here's what I need to know. Here's how I'm going to get some support. Here's how I'm going to get some help. Here are the apps I'm going to be on, or here's how I'm going to work through my network. Here are the people I'm going to ask for introductions. Here are the communities I'm going to join. And you write down all of those ideas. Because you've committed to the goal, your brain is more likely to then open up to give you all of the ideas that are available to you in this moment. And what happens with that plan as you start to implement it, if you implement it with belief and motivation and energy, you will start to see other opportunities along the way. What a lot of people want is they want to have that surefire plan today. I want to know the six steps that are going to work for me right now. The challenge is that the step that might work for you might be the ninth step, but you'll never know the ninth step until you go through steps one through eight. (laughs) And so the sooner you go through steps one through eight, the sooner you get to step nine, which is the step that takes you to the place where you meet the guy who turns out to be the one. So once you commit to your goal, create a plan, the plan that you have today is exactly the plan that you need to get started. You don't need anything else (laughs) other than the plan you need today. And the plan, the plan you have today, the plan you have today might just be, I'm going to hire a matchmaker. The plan you have today might be, I'm going to get on this dating app, or I'm going to hire a coach, or I am going to call this person who asked me out a couple of years ago. And I really didn't think about it, whatever that is, like, it's going to be different for all of you. right? It's going to be different for everyone. Whatever that plan is that you have available to you today, that is your step one. And your step one is what takes you to step 10. So you've got to create that plan, embrace that plan, and then start to take massive action with the plan that you have. That's the next thing. You've got to take action. You've got to do something. You've got to Uh, schedule that call. You've got to call the matchmaker. You've got to call the coach. And I'm just going to plug myself in there. You can schedule a call with me today. That could be your step one in your plan is to schedule a call with a coach, get your free consultation, and then go on to step two, right? So you have to start taking action. Um, When you start taking action, more and more opportunities open up for you. While you're taking action, you're going to um, need to embrace this thing called failure. Yeah, I know. None of us like failure. Like, listen, our brains literally interpret failure as death. And that's because the way our brains adapted, um, you know, 
if you got bit by the wrong bug, you could die. If you didn't recognize which snake that was, whether it was the one with the three yellow stripes or the one with the three black stripes, and you couldn't tell them apart, and you got bit, you could die. So there was a time in our environment where a single mistake could mean death. Well, in many cases, that is no longer what's happening. And especially in dating, um, that's not the case. Like you can go on a bad date and it, it will be fine, right? You can go home and be like, okay, not seeing that guy anymore. You might even go on a second date and then realize, oh yeah, that was a fail. He's not the one. But that's fine. But what happens is your brain brings up all this anxiety and brings up all of this um, procrastination around your goal because it thinks even the smallest failure, even the smallest bit of awkwardness or the smallest bit of rejection signals death. So it tries to keep you from going through things that have, quote unquote, failure attached to them. That keeps you from taking massive action right? So those two steps go together. Taking massive action also means you're embracing uh, some of the obstacles that you're going to find along the way, some of the failure that you're going to find along the way. We all love the rags to riches stories that we read in business, just to continue the business analogy. We love those stories. They make us feel so good. You know, people who came from nothing and then against all odds, they kept going and they made a billion dollars or they made a million dollars or whatever it is that they achieved, right? And we love those stories for other people. (laughs) But what happens in those stories is that... Every step along the way, as the hero was taking action, they were feeling all the angst. They were not enjoying the moments of failure. Like failure was a real thing. And they will tell you the stories of failure. But what happens is when we think about ourselves going through that, we, t- we start to hold back. We don't want to go through those failures. But on the other side of those failures is the success that you want. And I will tell you, my dating journey was the same as well. I mean, I dated some people where I was like, "Mm, yeah, I should not have dated that person. Like that was a clear, that was a clear no, (laughs) right? But that was where I was. That was my step one was to be in that text conversation that turned out to be a dud, um, going on a great first date that I thought was leading somewhere and then getting ghosted. All of those things happened to me along the way. Um, But None of them had anything to do with the fact that I was going to eventually meet Kent. We were going to go through our dating journey and we were eventually going to get married. Like all of the mistakes, all of the errors, all of the failures that I encountered and that he encountered, he has his own story, he has his own dating horror stories. All of the mistakes and obstacles that we encountered before we met eventually had nothing to do with our success. Like they were just the path that we had to take to get here. And now when we look back, we're not like worried. Oh yeah, we did that. Or I met this person or I had this date with this person, or I thought this one was, we don't, none of that like means anything now. It's all like a distant, (laughs) it's like a, like a distant past story. So embrace all of the obstacles and failures that will inevitably come up as you take action And then finally, just stay the course, stay the course of your journey. The more you go through all of the steps that I've mentioned today, the more you stay the course with belief that it's going to happen to you, the faster your journey will be. That's actually the key. So I know some people listening to this will think, oh my gosh, it's going to be this long, arduous 
painful journey. It really isn't. If you just see it as a journey and you see the journey as neutral and you see the end result as inevitable, it actually flies by. Like it shortens your journey because you're not stopping to ruminate over every single guy that doesn't work out. You're not creating heartbreak for yourself over and over and over again and spending three months mourning the last guy because you're like, oh no, no, it's just one more person you know, on the journey. You're not being hard on yourself and beating yourself up for not quote unquote doing it right every single time. When you realize that it's a journey, it's a goal that you're working towards and you just need to keep your commitment, right? And fuel your commitment with massive action, with belief and with embracing failure and obstacles and really working with your brain to understand how your brain, uh, acts and what it says when you're going through that, when you kind of have that big picture understanding of what the journey looks like, it totally flies by. It flies by because you always feel at every point that nothing's gone wrong. Guy goes to you, you're like, oh, of course, there's some people are going to ghost me along the way. Not a big deal. Moving on to the next, right? And you don't have that like heartbreak, devastated feeling every single time because you understand the journey. So, on your goal commitment, the first thing you want to do is own the goal in a powerful way, right? You want to commit to it. This is this is part of what my life is going to look like, and I'm committed to give this gift to myself. You want to create a plan. You want to take massive action along the way. Embrace the failures and obstacles that will inevitably come up. Stay the course. And every step of the way, keep your belief, your confidence, and your um, your possibility thinking at the very highest level, and you will get there. You will get there from being divorced to getting married again. All right. Thank you for your time and attention, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening today. If you are ready to get married after divorce, I want to invite you to download my free eight video training specifically designed to help divorced women date with ease and get married again. Head over to shadecurry.com to get started. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y.com. I'll see you inside.